But the subconscious is developing it. And you're developing it. So from zero to seven, 98% of every belief and habit that she's going to have is coming. Whether the frontal lobe's developed or not, if that's happening, and you don't wait. And you don't it's wait. too late. So you, you, it doesn't make sense to wait. Now, I understand that the logic and reasoning and all of those things are going to come later, but that's going to come from when you imprinted those first seven years. And so it will develop, I would argue, that it waits to develop until the habits and beliefs are there so that it knows what to develop. Enjoying the journey as a parent. So I think we like this in-person vibes. We're, uh, we're flying people out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I met this awesome gentleman, Dr. Rocco. He just happened to live in our backyard. So Dr. Rocco, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. You, this is exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. Awesome. So Dr. Rocco is the owner of It's Dad Time, which I thought was just the coolest brand. I actually found him on Facebook by reading his memes. And it was a video you had throwing your daughter in the pool. Yeah. Talking about the parents engaging and not being on their phone. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, really? yeah. Oh, you're good. Yeah, so that, it's actually funny how everything started is my assistant found that audio, actually, oh, wow. and used that audio, like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever, however people repurpose the audio, and we gave the guy credit, so I'm big on giving the guy credit. Awesome. Um, but that video, it, you know, just kind of took off, and everybody was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. So it all came together at that same time, like, it was good to help get my message out there because it was perfectly in alignment with that. Like the intentional parenting, right? Like, I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So we have not prepared what we're talking about today on purpose because I think what Dr. Rocco brings to the table, um, and we'll talk a little about all of that in a second, is how he's developed this brand, what he does, and the message he has is so in alignment for parents today in 2023. I think it's so imperative for us to just be present, and that's kind of the whole vibe. Yeah. I think our brands are I love it. You know, it's funny. I had, um, I had a guy reach out to me who I'm working with, with one of the books that I'm writing. And he was talking about, he wanted to start something similar to his dad time. And he's like, yeah, but I don't want to step on your toes. I'm like, listen, there can't be enough parenting podcasts, especially for fathers. You know, and that's, and I have women on mine, you know, so I just had Brie on. She's going to get released. She's Brie's my best friend. She's a doctor also. Um, it's going to get released next Wednesday. But I, it's, so it's not just dads, but it's really honing in on the, like, everywhere I turn, I see these places where women are really good about coming to the community with each other. They're really good about supporting each other. Like, um, you know, I, after I had my daughter, I was like, I don't want to have any more children. That was it. That was done. <laughs> and uh, I went to visit Brie last year, okay, with, with Sloan. And she's like one of her god. We say she has three godmothers. She's like one of her godmothers. Very godmothers. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be good. And um, I just remember watching the moms that came over for the party with their children. Like it was just this thing, and they all were the kind of the same as Brie. It was like this tribe of people helping everybody out. And I remember thinking, like, damn, if I knew that existed. I probably would have tried to have more kids sooner. You know, like I didn't realize that like there's, so it's cool to see everywhere I see is like this type of parents and moms. And I'm like, dads, dads need some support too. And so that's how this kind of just started. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and how I raised her is very different. A lot of people don't love it. You know, um, my, because it's different than how I was raised. It's different than, like, I want to be very intentional. Every word matters on how I say it. And, 
<clears throat> I know when I say some people don't like it, I know I pay so close attention to my balcony. Everybody should do that. I know her limits <clears throat> to the point where if something happens and she's crying, I know the second the cry changes to where she's crying because she's getting attention to where she was crying because something was emotionally wrong. And so it's six. So she's not like letting her cry in her grave. No, that doesn't matter. <laughs> we can talk about that. Please, for the love of God, don't do that. We'll, let's come back to that. Um, but I know that the second that happens, and what happens in that second is now you're appeasing the subconscious, and the subconscious is now going to link how you respond from that second on to how she is going to behave later in life. And so I am harder on her in those aspects that other people like. But I realize that there's a physical being, but I'm actually talking to the subconscious. And I know how hard to push her, too. Like, I know when we're somewhere and she's just shy and doesn't want to do something, it's like, okay, tell me how you feel. Yeah. It's a, like, let's talk to one person. And she's very outgoing as it is. We're like, um, we were perfect examples. We were at my house and we went down to the waterfall and there was this log that like went across this big opening, right? And so I ran across the log and then she wanted to do it. And there's, you could fall. I mean, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it was up to like my chin. You know, like I was standing in the hole. And it was up to my chin. What would you do? <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. Like, and so she was on the other side, and she was like scared. You know, I'm like, okay, well, feel it, yeah. feel the fear. A big thing in my house is feel the fear and do it anyways. Yes. Like she knows that, right? And but I don't negate that the fear is there. So I'm like, okay, and I'll stand on the other side. Dad'll stand on this side. How about the first time we hold your hand? You go across, so we hold her hand. She went across, so it was a little less fearful. And she's like, you guys are in the water. Uh, no, so this was the, beside the yeah. um, beside the the water and like the waterfall. There's like there's this big old furnace thing. It's hard to explain. Okay. Basically, there's a log over this huge, enormous pit thing, and you can walk across it if you chose to, right? And uh, maybe you shouldn't have chose to because it was definitely dead rotten. in the so like we help her with that and then she comes back and i'm like okay like and so we do this like five or six times to, and then she like she starts going she slips and falls and i catch her right because i'm not holding her hand this time and she's going too slow so she falls so we do this whole thing but after every time she came back she was like I'm scared i'm like okay what, what do you need she didn't need anything and i'm like all right feel it yeah and just put one foot in front of the other and she did it. And there were definitely points where she wanted to stop. Right? And I'm like, hold on. We committed to this. Let's do it. I'm here. You're not doing it alone. You know? And so, but I know her so well that I know I can push that boundary. Right? And if you don't know your children, that can come as abusive because you're infringing on their boundaries and their desires. I I I no longer want to do this. I think she still wanted to do it. It was just the fear. Right. And fuck, we're looking back It's a lot of things to unpack with that because, one, your prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed. The kids are between seven. So first it was seven. Then I had a doctor on the other day and told me it's not really fully developed. So they're about 16 and I felt awful. And I was getting on my teenager's case. I'm like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Oh, me, how my brain's not developed. So right. thanks for being an asshole. Right. Um, I'm like, oh, great. Um, so there's that. But. But I also have a three-year-old, and I, I know that that logic is already forming. So it's, you got to, right, it's like you don't use it as a, a crutch, but we, we understand that it can form. So there's that. Then there's the um, being in tune with her to know that she's safe. Yep. Like, she, she feels safe, and now she's trying to recognize what's holding her back. Now, yep. that is imperative 
Like I can feel how that's going to sever up for success in life. Yeah. And right. again, it's all right. So it's not developed yet. It makes perfect sense. But the subconscious is developed. Yeah. And you're developing it. So from zero to seven, 98% of every belief and habit that she's going to have exactly. is coming. Whether the frontal lobe is developed or not, it, that's happening. And you don't wait. And you don't it's wait. It's too late. So you, you, it doesn't make sense to wait. Now, I understand that the logic and reasoning and all of those things are going to come later, but that's going to come from when you imprinted those first seven years. And so it will develop, I would argue, that it waits to develop until the habits and beliefs are there so that it knows what to develop on top. Because it's a higher order of thinking. Exactly. Does that make sense? And so it has to happen. It's like, um, you know, we were talking about the spiral staircase and all those things. You have to have the principles to build anything. You don't have the principles and the philosophy behind it. Nothing's going to get built. So what principles do you parent by? What principles do you want your children instilled with? Like, how how does that look? And if we don't ask ourselves that, especially as men. So as dads, I believe. This is good. We're here for it. Yeah. I think a lot of dads that watch this, and I think you're giving them permission. Like, I'm going to say something triggering. I'm going to say something triggering, so cancel culture. It's fine. Um, Dude, you're meant to be here. Say something triggering, so that's good. <laughs> I want, so I want you to go where I think you're going. And then at one point, we are going to wrap into doc, the whole doctor. Uh, I, think sorry, I just get going. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. But like, which is really cool. I think dads, and I, I'm not a dad, so I can't overgeneralize. I think dads feel feminized by trying to care. Yeah. I think they were raised in an environment where it was like very... Um, you know, like rough or this or however it was, they think that's their idea of what a man is. And so now you have the more integrated man, yeah. which is very much in tune. It doesn't mean like, you know, feminine in the, you know, sexualized way, sure. but just in the whole human way yeah. of bringing that together. The fact that you create a community that you want to be that, but it's very important to also maintain the backbone that is a father. Right. With that stage, like, please go over where you're going to go. Yeah. So I would, I call it, I hate, not I hate, but I don't like when people are like, oh, the, the masculine and the feminine and the divine, but there is a context for it. And I just, I just don't like catchphrases. I don't like them. It drives me nuts because a lot of people that use them, you're like, yeah, but whoa, back up. What does that mean? What does it mean? You know, what does it mean to you? And you don't know because it, you're just using it. Yeah, it, it sounds fun. Because it sounds fun. So it drives me nuts. But I will say that there was an era of my life where I was what I call the very immature masculine because. I believe in all gender roles. I believe that men are men and women are women, and that's how it's supposed to be. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't think women can rise to the top and be CEOs. Some of my best friends and Sloan's aunts are very powerful women. You know, I want to surround her with that, right? And I love it. Um, but I do believe that there is a, we'll get to the authoritative part of the subconscious mind and how I think it matters to the coming from the masculine. So, I believe that there is the immature masculine, and then you usher in and become the divine masculine. The divine masculine is masculine has healed himself from all the aspects and is okay with having emotions or all of these things. He still controls his emotions. He doesn't let his emotions rule him. He, yeah. If a situation comes up, he doesn't cry. He handles the situation and then he cries later, right? There's different ways to handle this, right? And so I think that it's important as the man, and I noticed that parenting out of the immature masculine, you always lose. Because it's through the ego, you don't really understand what you're yeah, doing, and there's no sense. intention behind it. Yeah. When you step into and usher yourself into this divinity, I guess you could say, which Sloan did for me, no other woman on the planet has been able to do it. I mean, it, it, like, I, it's she did it. Like, she heals 
massive aspects of me all the time. And only you. Of course. Of of course, 100%. And so I needed that thing to come in for me to then want to be better at all this stuff. And so I think that as you... So let's go back to touch on why I think it's so important to have the man doing certain things in the house is I believe that for a child, they're very different energies with the mom and the dad, feminine, masculine, whatever you want to call that. They could interchange. You know, the, the mom could take on a more masculine role and the, the dad could take on a more feminine role. I don't think that's the best way to parent, but it's okay, right? Either way, it's got to work for the family. And when you do that, the father has the authority in my mind over the subconscious because the mother wants to coddle, cater, and make sure that it's the child's protected. All she sees is the physical. She sees this little thing. And she sees what can go wrong. She sees everything that can go wrong. She is the lifeline. Yep. which we can come full circle into why you don't let your child cry out of bedtime because all they want is closeness and this only thing. You are the only thing to keep that child alive. Yep. That's your breast. Especially at that age. Especially at that age. The mother is the lifeline to everything for that child. Yeah, especially if you're breastfeeding. So if you put this child into a room all by itself and you just took away its only comfort and its only supply of food in a world of giants, you'd fucking cry too. You know, you know, I don't care how bad you think you are. You cry too, right? So, um, you, it, it's, I believe it's a lot harder for the mother to separate the emotion of the physical need to the emotion of the subconscious need. As we take it out for a second, take it out of the modern context, right? So, there was this, um, there was this research about, and it was different than the book you sent me, which I loved. Yeah. But in other cultures across the world, um, it's in like tribal cultures, it's very common for the, the son to be with the mother 90% of the time, majority of the time, until they reach that age where they start to, you know, and it's young, it's like between 9 and 13, it's not like manhood, yeah. but it's when the, they're like, you're no longer your mother's son, you are now your father's man. Yep. Like you have, you have transitioned away from needing that life. Yeah. And it's a very common motif, I did, I did read it in the little bit right yeah. and I've seen it in all the it's in tribal culture. Yeah, that book's so the continuum concept. Everybody should read it. If you're going to have children, I, parent, I based a lot of my parenting off the continuum it's concept. Great, yeah. And uh, you, I loved in that book where the mother becomes an actor because yeah. she knows it's time for my little man or little guy to become a man. Yeah. So they take the boy, they send him out into the wilderness, almost like 300 in the beginning of that movie where he goes out to kill the wolf or whatever, right? But once he does his thing, he comes back, and as he's being taken away, the mother puts on a show of weeping and crying and wanting him back, and he has to leave, right? But she puts on that show with all of her girlfriends in the tribe, wow. and then he leaves, and then, but they're doing it on purpose, right? right? They're, they're, trying to, they're, they're breaking this breaking. thing. They're yeah. breaking it, and when they break it, he comes back. They rejoice that this man yeah, got, and oh, so do I, this man got brought back into the tribe, and in reverse that into today, I mean, I just posted a thing on Instagram the other day. These two, four 14-year-old boys were at Publix. I was getting a sub. The mother ordered all of their subs for them, cut them into four <laughs> so that they wouldn't choke while they're eating their subs. I'm like, what the fuck world are we living in where these four 14-year-old boys came? My daughter's six and she orders her own food. Yeah. 
So when Aunt Taylor comes down. My sister. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Sloan has always done that. And I've told her, we've been at restaurants. And I'm like, Aunt Taylor went to order. Uh, uh, she's stopped. And I was like, Sloan ordered her food. Right? And at first she was shy, but and she didn't want to. And I'm like, baby girl, if you want to eat, go to order your own food. You know? There's nothing to be scared of. Like, we'll be in line at Chipotle. I'm holding you. There's nothing to be scared of. But if you want chicken, you better speak up or you're not getting chicken. That's yeah. my husband. Yeah. But again, that's that strong. And it's interesting. Like, there's no wrong. And I think we're all coming into this and, like, we're all, you all find people. And I, I equate this to fitness. Like, you see somebody and you're like, damn, that girl's got this. She looks great. And I'm like, I'm going to, like, work on that and do that in the gym. And you don't realize someone's looking at you having the same thoughts about you. Yeah. Like, we are all here as mirrors to help each other grow. So there's, like, there's no wrong. But there is awareness. And if this triggers you, like, I always love the likes, dislikes on, like, posts. Oh, yeah. Because if you dislike something, like, why are you saying that? Because that's actually probably a good thing that it triggers you. If you give it the space to, like, sit with the emotion long enough yeah. to understand the why. In the case of parenting, and I know this because I was blessed with China and we were so young. We were like 20, I was 22, we were 25. So there was like, there was like no, there was no thinking. You just were there. Yeah. And now that Gabriel, I'm older, Gabriel's three, I, I got to experience, and I'm glad I did, all the mom um, guilt, the parent guilt about like, am I doing this this way and this? And just because it works for Dr. Rocco and me doesn't mean it needs to work for you. Like, it's really about coming to wholeness in yourself and like, feeling what's best for your child, but not doing it out of place of, this is what everybody else is doing, so I should do it too. Yeah. And that's what really bothered me with the whole, like, let your kid do this, and he's not going to be dependent. And I'm like, it feels like there's thousands and thousands of years of neurons in my body telling me that that's wrong. Yeah, and you should and listen I, to that. And I'm going to, yeah. because I can't yeah. sleep at night. Yeah, Even if you kids are sleeping, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it goes against literally on everything that we stand for. You know, I believe the innate intelligence is going to come this is sorry. Yeah, no, like this is a very common thing that comes up on this podcast. So, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it back over to you, but just setting the stage of we as adults are going to want to protect our kids. That is what we're meant to do. And there are crazies and creeps and all kinds of stuff out there, and you absolutely need to do that. Yeah. Like this world requires that, 100%. but it also requires like my son's three. Do I need to be putting on his shoes or can he do it himself? Will it take longer? Yes. Is it gonna annoy? Really- because I'm trying to rush off. Yes. What am I doing if I don't let him do it? What am I robbing him of? It's, it's just that. Yeah. It's it's the mental. And you know what? There may be times where I'm going to put on his damn shoes because we are in a rush. Yeah. But it's just having the awareness and not running off a pure um, like reaction. Yep. That's what I want people to glean from this. Yeah. And I, you know, there's off what you said there. It's an, I do that with Sloan, of course, with the shoes, but with words. Okay, so um, what was she trying to say the other day? It was a Harry Potter word. Yes. It was like six months ago. She loves it. Um, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she did. She did. We had magic wands for yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. It, it's weird to make it happen. Uh, man. Muddle? I don't remember what the word was. What's the context? Was... I can't remember. Oh, um, that feels horrible. Oh, or okay. some, something like that. Right? It was Baltimore or something. And she was at the bar. If you know, you know. Okay, if you know, yeah. <laughs> um, we were at the park, and she was with another girl, and that girl couldn't say it. Uh-huh. So Sloan changed how she said it to how the girl said it. And I was like, whoop, stop that dead in this track. <laughs> right there. And I was like, baby girl, you know how to say it. 
you say it correctly. And so Sheila didn't want to do it because she didn't want to embarrass the other girl. That was that's beautiful. Yes, beautiful. But I'm like, honey, you need to say the word correctly. And so we stayed there for four minutes until she said it correctly. And she said it correctly. And I'm like, cool, fine. Keep saying it. She kept saying it correctly. To the point where then the other girl. Did he appear actually out of there? No, that was him. No. I'm about like, where's my wand? Pulled out the clock and tried to see if it worked. <laughs> um, so, but the girl say it in the end of this whole thing. Right? So don't decorate your own skills. Yeah, it's the right? teaching moment right yeah. there. And so the whole way home, we talked about that. We had a conversation. Sloan, we're never going to dim your light because you are the example for somebody else. And by doing it right, you see how it taught her how to say it right. You know, and so I'm big with that. We're like, if she even knows a word and then she starts saying it like a baby for some reason, I'm like, well, hold on. Please say the word correctly. And so she says it correctly. And I'm like, okay, I made her say it correctly so that I know she's purposely doing it. And, that, and that's okay. Play. Play is very exactly. different. But you, I don't allow her to play with the word until she says it correctly so I know she knows and her brain knows. It's little things like that. that it's the same with the shoes. It matters. And it's yeah. going to matter in life. It's interesting. There's a whole, there's a whole like study of the magic of spelling and, and, and using words. Like they say, like we lose 202 words a year. And I always get feedback from friends and family. Like I love the use of your language. Like, I really do think we're all like modern day magic. Like we are here to like really use our power. Like you can be as woo woo or as pragmatic as you want with that. But yeah. We're here to use our raw elements right. and our internal focus to make stuff happen. Like, yeah. Sounds like magic to me. It's the same, same. It's the same thing. Yeah. But spelling has a very interesting um, weight and and lettering and the, and the whole curvature and the, there's like a whole study on it, like literacy. Yeah, it's so that, cool. Yeah, now you're making me want to study that. Oh, dude, I, I love it. There's this super cute lady that I watched on the Army Marcus podcast, and her whole thing was like uh, the spoken word in a way that sets it up for magic, as if it's like spell casting, spelling. Yeah. And then in school, when they do certain things, and they're, like, degrading the words, and it's just very cool practice. Yeah. Well, I mean, words matter how you say everything. Right? This is why I do declarations with my daughter. This is why I reframe things. Like, how are you doing today? I'm thriving. Well, that's very different than I'm doing good, or I'm okay, right? So, like, teach them to be authentic. Yeah. Right? You know, and, and when you live from a thriving standpoint, and that becomes your set point, you know, of course, every day she's not going to be thriving. Right. And, that's, and that's okay. It's absolutely okay. Yeah. But damn it, if her set point is thriving, then yeah. not thriving becomes good. Not shit. You know, I mean, like, where where is our set point? It's like uh, T. Hart Ecker talks about it, which is amazing. He's like, if you if you have a level two problem and you're a level five person, yeah. it's not a big deal. It. It's not a big deal. But if you're a level five person and you got a level nine problem, that's a really big fucking deal. Yeah. Become a level nine person so that the problems don't matter, right? They don't go away. We just adapt better to them. And I think setting a child up with the greatest adaptability possible is our job as parents. End of story. And so a few things here. Einstein said, you can't solve a problem with the same level, level of thinking that created the problem. Of course. Same thing you're saying. The, the, the empowering thing here is you don't have to be born a level nine person. Yeah. Most most of you are born a level nine person, and God bless and love your parents. They were doing the best they could. They made you a level four person the way we are making our children. Yeah. So the interesting thing here is, it's like you are meant to fail forward in front of your kids. You are meant to show them that path. What fascinates me, and I can share this with you because of our more common interests. When I started this podcast, 
even before like this became like the path, I was researching like how they parented in Egypt, how they parented in China, how they parented in different <laughs> cultures. Because I'm like, what do we do yeah. in a global society? Yeah. Like, why am I going to say that what I'm doing is right? Because I saw it on a Pinterest post. Like, course, right. <laughs> you know, right? yeah. and what I somebody do, with. Yeah. L5D mama page, you know, or whatever catchphrase they can do. Yeah. Which is, which is totally fine. Of course everyone, I love it. Everyone is just trying to, it's like in a lot of other cultures, there isn't this, I need to stop my life to become a parent and now I'm done. Yeah. And when I look at my parents, they didn't, they were not this like mentally uh, cognizant, but that is exactly what they did. They just lived. And because they lived, I aspire to be like that. Yeah. And that's the interesting part that we and our generation framework. Of course, I mean, I did talk to everyone. It was the last podcast I was on, but I talked about something similar to this. It was like, okay, if you go to the gym and you value health, well, if your kid doesn't see you go to the gym, how do they know the value of health? Like, they got to know. I mean, even if they don't get to go, like, there are some gyms where the kids can go in. I mean, I grew up going with my dad. You know, we got to sit there while he worked out there. I'm not saying you do that. Now. But she still gets to go play at the play center while I'm going to the gym. So now she already has a love for the gym, loves going, and understands it's a daily part of our lives. Like, how, if you value eating healthy, like, well, are you eating healthy and then feeding your kid McDonald's? Because, like, whoa, you're sending mixed signals there. Like, do you value finances? Are you working? Like, my daughter, sometimes she decides to wake up. I get up at 6, 5.45 or 6. Someday she gets up at 6.30 because she just wants to sit there beside me while I'm working. Okay, well, now she's seeing that dad puts in her work and gets it done, and this is what it looks like. Or I put her to bed at night, and she wants me to go right to bed with her. I'm like, well, baby, your old dad's got to do a little bit of work first. Yeah. You know, and so she sees, okay, you stay up a little later, you get up a little earlier, you do this work. Like these. If you don't show them, yeah. they don't know. And if you tell them, it means crap. Nothing means nothing. How many, how many times your parents tell you stuff that you didn't listen to, please? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they're going to get it from outside sources. So I think this is a great place to talk about a few things. You can get poetic license to leave the name already. Okay. Um, I know that you co parent. Yes. Um, I know that you um, obviously run a, a practice or a doctor. Yes. So the fact that you're so present, building a brand to help spread that awareness, I love that. But if you want to just speak on, you obviously have stuff happening in your life. It's not yeah. like you're just sitting around all day. Yeah. You have a lot to balance, yet you still prioritize Sloan's connection and her development. Yeah. I'd love to hear anything that comes to your heart around that. Exhaustion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I'll be, I'll be as raw as possible. So I'm, I'm fucking tired. I probably break down and cry every two or three weeks. Like, and I just do. I mean, it's. I feel like the weight of the world is on my shoulder all the fucking time because, I, like I shared with you before, I'm in this big transition from the office and everything to creating this into a full-time business. Is food going to be on the table? Are all of these things going to happen? Am I going to be able to afford course camp this summer? Like all of these things weigh. I love, the, I love the. You know, yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, there's days where I won't eat because I'm so stressed, and I'm just like, fuck, you know, and I. But I, so a good day, a good example would be this weekend. I was supposed to leave town to do some work. It got canceled because Fort Lauderdale got like 20 Yeah, so yeah. Like everything yeah, everything shut down. Yeah. So I was like, all right, awesome. Well, I woke up Saturday morning and I was just melancholy, very depressed. I was depressed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I know it's because the weight of the world is on my shoulders. And it, it, I, I hope to tell people this because it's like it's okay. Exactly. So, so I was like, all right, 
Now it's my opportunity. I get to use the tools I have to work my way out of this and not stay here all day long. Because this is what I would teach Sloan. A lot of times I ask myself if I'm doing something. If Sloan's not there. It's in here. If, if, she, if she had the camera of what Dad was doing right now, would she approve? Because if she wouldn't, fuck, I shouldn't be doing it. So I'm like, okay. This is I can't hold her to a standard. I won't hold myself exactly. to this integrity. I can't look that way. Yeah, so great. I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to have a cup of coffee first. That'll help me do something. But when you're in that state, like, that's a win. Yeah. Getting up and making a cup of coffee, it's a fucking win. Yeah. And I was like, let's go. So I got up and I made the cup of coffee. I actually went to Capital One. I had, I yeah, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. So I went and got a coffee. And now you're up, you're moving, you're out. Wow. Fresh energy. Something's fresh. starting to happen. And I'm like drinking it, but, but it's still like, it, not, not much is changing. Okay. Like, hey, all right. Jim. And then I was like, oh, before, before gym, I was like, okay, well, I'm deficient in protein. I haven't eaten very much protein the last three days. Well, there's an absolute link to depression and lack of protein. So I'm like, okay, ribeye. We got a ribeye, put it on the grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, just, so I eat the entire ribeye. And I'm like, I don't know if that was enough. So I drink 50 grams of protein. So now I have like all the food for the day already in me in like 45 minutes. Cause I'm just like, do it, you know? So then I'm like, all right, Jim will not puke it. So because I still wasn't there, right? So I was like, okay. So um, so I went to the gym, did like legs, because I know legs are the best way. Legs feed the wolf, so let's really drive on the legs and hamstrings and glutes. So I did that, dragged ass through the whole workout, didn't want to do it, didn't want to be there, had no motivation, was still depressed. Like it's still there. But you're still doing the but thing. I'm doing the fucking thing. Because I'm like, I'm not staying here, right? It's a how can I tell Sloan and feel the fear and do it anyways, and then we stay in this state. So at this point, it's like one. I'm like, all right, now the song is going sweat this bitch out. You know, so I'm like, I don't get, you know. So now I'm like, I want to drag your ass to the pickle. Right, right. And so now I'm in the sauna, and I'm like, okay. I, get, I leave the sauna, I go home, I have brain tap. I don't know if you've ever heard of brain tap. Okay, so I yeah, use the brain yeah, yeah. I love brain tap. I hate meditating. Yeah, so I was like, if I hate meditating, how can I augment and get the benefits? Brain tap. Done deal. It's awesome. I love it. And so then I got on my brain tapped. All right, at this point, after all of that, I got this little shot in the arm of like, you can, you can get a little work. Like there, there was, I was starting to tip the scales yeah. right, of it. And um, so I went to the cigar that's like one of my favorite things to do. So I set up the cigar lounge, smoked the cigar, started to get out of it, worked my way till about 6 p.m. Like, and it was a Saturday that normally I would have had things to do, but the universe blessed me with the day of nothing to do because everything got shut down and knows what it is, right? And this is not a typical day, but the one to interject here is like, this is a self-care day, however that looks to you. Like, as parents, there are going to be freaking days, weeks, yeah. where you're just running. And we don't have the ability to do that. So sometimes we are going to have to dig, dig, dig ourselves out to get to a place of homeostasis so we can just then yeah. grow. Yeah. But I love that you recognize it. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Well, and I had to do something, right? Because I'm like, this isn't going to change. So I did that. Then I walked back home and it was still fucking there. And so I, the point I'm trying to drive home is that it's normal. Like it's okay, right? Something was off in my life and I wasn't. On the trajectory that, so that's what I believe depression and anxiety is. It's just the body giving you a warning sign something's fucking wrong. Yeah. We don't want you going through this this course. Yeah. Well, I've got the weight of the world on me, and I know the direction I want to go, and it's very evident when I think about that direction. There's no anxiety or depression, right? But getting there fast enough was what's 
So then I ended up getting in the shower. I took my daughter's steps still. I sat in the shower for 40 minutes. Just sat there. And then my girlfriend came over. We walked down the avenue. We got pizza. I smoked another cigar on the way back. By the time I went to bed, it was gone. That's awesome. It took all fucking day. All day. Isn't that, you know what's interesting as you're saying this? I'm thinking to myself. Because we're, we're, even if we're not trying to be, at some level, we're all self-absorbed. It's like, you don't think our kids have days like that? Right. And, and do they have space? In this life, this crazy world of freaking piano lessons and soccer, do they have space to have two minutes to themselves? Yeah. See, and I, I make sure she does. She's always allowed to tell me she needs time, she needs space, she needs alone time in the room. But she's six. Yeah. What about the two-year-old? Yeah. Who doesn't oh, know yeah. that? Like that decompression time. Yeah. And that's something like Gabriel is in this cute phase now, and it's funny because I am aware of my, my maternal um, drive. And he's like, Mommy, um, no one's with me. I'm lonely. And so I'll come and I'll kiss him and I'm like, mommy, it's happy to sit here with you, but this is your time for you. Yeah. I don't want to dictate what that looks like for you. This is your time to, you know, sit with you. Yeah. And it's interesting at his age, like everything's so immediate. So if he's like, there was a sad moment today, that's all he'll describe it. And I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about it. I I try so hard. I don't want to, like, I don't want to like stay in that emotion unnecessarily, but I really want him to feel it. And then I want to redirect him to another emotion. Yeah. We had um, an amazing life coach um, on the other day, a doctor talking just about that. We are not depressed. Like they talk about teenage teenage depression, teenage anxiety. She's like, it drives her crazy because they're going, they're so pill happy, these physicians. They're like, they're not depressed. They're humans having a season or a moment of depression. Right. You're not giving them the tools to experience another emotion. And I would argue, what are you layering on top of that? You, how much exercise are they getting? How much TikTok time are they getting on their phones? Have they been outside and breathed fresh air? Have they yeah. been just with their friends? None of my friends were depressed because we rode fucking bikes to each other's house and just did dumb shit outside. Yeah. Like we didn't scroll and have dope. I mean, you could stack all this stuff on top of it, but having space to even just be with your friends and not be okay, especially as a woman. Like, I'm, I understand that I'm not going to be able to help son through every single event. Because I am her father, and there are things I, my job, I believe, is to create a space where she can come to me with anything. I'm working really hard to create that. I also realize that I'm her father, and times may come where it's easier to go to mom, or it's easier to get. I mean, yeah, a sexual experience is not very good. Like, dad's gonna probably want to kill somebody. <laughs> Maybe it's better to talk to mom about that thing, you know, or your girlfriends. Like, I understand that that's okay, but you can always come to me, and my job is to keep my cool now, yeah. but if I don't keep my cool now at six, she's not going to want to do it later in life, but even their friends are an outlet. 100%. The groups that they're hanging out, like, it's okay to, to have that, and, you know, I mean, going back to the co-parenting thing, or well, how I juggle everything, it's, I don't have a great way to tell you how, besides you just keep fucking going. Yeah. Like, when, it, and I that's think that's awesome. purpose. I appreciate that. That's purpose, right? Because, the bigger picture and the purpose allows me to handle all of that because I would quit this a lot. Right. Does that make sense? Like, it, it, I would just like stuff. And um, so it is heavy. It is hard. I think it's very normal. I think dads struggle with it all the time yeah. because you have nobody to tell it's hard to. And there is really no relief coming. The relief coming is you build exactly what you want with the vision you want. Yeah. And if you don't have a vision, there is no relief coming. So right. like, let's get clear on your vision. Like, what do you want it to be? Do you want to have, like, my goal? September 1st through January 1st, I don't ever want to have to physically be somewhere because I want to be able to go elk hunting, deer hunting, spend time in the fall 
people in the north because I love it and spend holidays with my family, traveling or going wherever. I don't physically have to be in a location. Okay. Well, that vision then needs to have a plan. Then I need to execute the plan and make it happen. Yep. It's going to be stressful. Yeah. But if you want that life, you go to jail. I had, a, I had a spiritual teacher. I think teachers are so important in every facet of life. I have business coaches. I have like spiritual coaches. And I had a spiritual coach that said, like, if not this, then what? And that's like, that's not a, that's not like a one time statement. That's like what they call it in uh, Buddhism. It's like a noem. It's like something that you repeat. It's like a life adage. If not now, then what? Or if not this, then what? If not this, then what? If you were achieving this goal, you would either be unhappy because you're not living your Breathing your heart's full potential, yeah. or you'd be chasing something else. There's, there's nothing wrong. It's all good. It's just having the perspective of where you are. I would, I would wonder. I actually thought about this on the way here. I wonder what the so suicide and mental health is a big thing right now, <laughs> and I wonder what the rate of entrepreneur and people who have a vision wow. and what. Their suicide rate is opposed to somebody working for somebody else and not having a vision. That's amazing. That's a great point. Because you have something to anger to with this. You have nothing to anger to with this. And your brain is growing. Like your brain is doing what it's supposed to do. It's creating new mental synapses and connections and, and physically growing. You're living in crescendo, not in new window. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thought. And, and to me, it just makes sense. Like I was, I was at the gym the other day. I was in the sauna. This kid's Looks young, but I don't know. I feel like it's hard to tell anymore, you know? But I know he's not in high school, so let's just put him at 20, okay? But he got the benefit of that. Yeah, I'll give him the benefit of that. I don't know. I know where he lives, and I think we're down there. They're a little poor happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he's, I'm talking to him, we're just talking, whatever. He's, I can't remember what he asked me a question about, but we just started talking. And he was telling me that he's trying to break this cycle that he's in on social media and not really feeling like he has a purpose and not wanting this lifestyle. And he's like, I, I've decreased this and that. And he's like, tell me all these things that he's going to stop doing. He stopped hanging out with some of his friends because one of his friends lives at home, had an $1,100 BMW payment plus the insurance. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I don't even have a car payment like that. Yeah. You know? And so, but he's like, I don't want whatever this is. That's great. And so I saw him. Two days ago, actually the day I was depressed, I saw him Saturday in the sauna. I'm like, of course this kid, right? So like now I'm depressed and this kid's here and he's like, oh he's my God. Looking you for uh, yeah, he's like looking at me for advice and I'm like, oh, I got no energy. But you know, but he's he's in there and he's talking. He like quit social media, quit hanging out with his friends. He's almost done stopping vaping. And he's like, everything is starting to turn up. I'm like, listen to me very carefully. You live in your generation. You're 21 years old. To rise to the top of people within five years of you is so fucking easy. All you have to do is be disciplined and delay the gratification. And you'll become one of the top people in whatever field you want to be in. Right. And it's just like... And you have the space as not a parent right now to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Go after. You know, whatever it is, man. I don't it's the thing you teach your kids. It's exactly what you teach your kids. You know, I, I, my, I pray that my daughter at 12 years old comes to me and it's like, I don't want to go to school anymore because it's useless and build a business. Done. Done. I, I mean, that's kind of, like, she, she is homeschooled privately, but their, the curriculum is amazing. She chooses it. Yep. But she's building tax financial with me. It yep. was her vision where we co-build we co this brand, and now I'm learning as a business owner, you know, understanding this, all the, the tax incentives for having your kids be part of your business. And, like, it's, I had such a mind shift with 
active. And this is hysterical, but you know what, parents? Like, this is real. Like, again, yeah. statements. There's like the victim mentality and then like real. Like I've always thought like it's so bad to say, but it's so true. Like, oh, you know, the more the more income you make, the more that you're taxed, and it's true. But if you really understand and you get with someone that understands the tax incentives, if you do the things that the government is laying out for you, they are doing it in service of the community. They want business owners. If you start to do like understand these yeah. things, it's a freaking gift. It is. But you just have to understand it. They want you to gift your children and bring your children into your your business. And, but I am just children rewarded for all aspects of it. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're, you're Yeah, and it's just second nature, and which is also kind of fascinating. Like, 
what are we limiting? The human potential is so unlimited. We use 10% of our brains, and yet, I don't know, like, that's a bigger, like, that's just a pontification. But what are we thinking? It's- I think about that all the time. Like, I, I can't remember the exact age that they ended up with. It's a third of the family fortune, but it was, like, somewhere between 18 and 24. I went to his the no more like kids 18 taking over a family fortune the people who wrote our constitution yeah. were like 25 years old right. you know like but a 14 year old can't order something right 14 year old can't order something <laughs> that's where we've gone could you imagine if one of those dudes was standing in there he'd be like what <laughs> you know i mean it's insane and i don't think that our children have to be able to write the constitution but they can start a business they can do these things we're and, and again I mean, the reason my daughter's in water school and the reason she's in sub school is because I'm not going to indoctrinate her with dumb, useless, numb, numbing out things, right? And I think it's the same with, again, dad being head of the household in quotations, everybody relax if you're not watching it, but in establishing that he's the authority to the subconscious, he's programming the children with everything he does. And dad will always be the one that whether it's mom, whether it's the boy or the girl, we're always going to see dad as the authority in that aspect, if you allow it. So <laughs> either dad programs them or Disney does. Yeah. But you chose which one. Yeah. Disney didn't choose to program your kid. You let Disney program You chose, to let, you chose to let Disney because you didn't do it. Sorry. I have a very interesting thought on this. Yeah. But like, in our personal relationship, like, I don't know if you're like 50 50, but like, it's interesting because obviously Monroe, you met him, he's like a very physical big guy, yeah. he's like very present, but he's also so nurturing and like understanding. And then you have me, obviously like in like comparison, but a very strong personality, but he gives me that space. And I feel like he's giving me like the structure backbone for me to thrive. So he's taught me a very valuable lesson. Like when I was growing up, I thought femininity and masculinity were very like, like the gender roles, yeah. and I didn't really understand. And you said, like, not to get like in the woo, they could be like positive and negative, yin and yang. Yeah, like, I talked about it in a different context, but it, it's like he's giving me the structure. Like, I'll give you the best example on our second day, our well, one of our one of our first days, he took me to a church service with him, um, Samoan church in Seattle. Like, I still remember going to his youth service, and he talked about the difference between being male and being a man. <clears throat> this was such a cool, it was such a cool sermon. It was like males want to like like sow the seed plow the field but men want to cultivate the field mm. and it had many examples of that i still remember that it was like 10 years ago i still very much remember like oh i think he's this one and like i'm i'm here for it and now i realize like i'm the garden like he's allowed me to be what what i've grown to be and it's the same thing for our children and the same thing you know that women Depending if you're a co-parent or if you're, it doesn't matter. Like we are doing that for our children, so I think that's beautiful. But it's you could hear what you said and easily go to like, oh, he's like controlling, and I take it as, and you'll understand in a second when you explain to the audience yeah. the whole doctor portion of what you yeah. do and the whole integration. But you're doing something very in service where you're like tuning into someone and understanding what she needs and giving her that's a very higher level masculinity. And yeah. I just really learned that in the past few years. Yeah, and I think so. Your dynamic is very much like my best friend Bree and her her husband Barry's dynamic. Very much like that. And I I'm more let's say I kind of play both of the rules in my household because I have to right now. I 
I trust her mom. I think her mom is a great mother, but I don't know what goes on over there all the time. I, you know, I, I am very particular. I do think so. It's there is that dynamic. I so my logo is actually designed off of what you just talked about. Oh, wow. So it's me holding my hand like this, and my daughter's dancing on it. That's so the way awesome. I perceive the masculine, I perceive the more men man is. You're supposed to be the stable structure of the universe, unwavering, unmovable, unshakable. And when you have a stable structure, you can create anything on top of it. And we're the creation. And you are the creation. The creation yeah. So, so that's where the logo comes from. That's how I. No, just, yeah, that causes so much friction between men and women. It causes so much friction between men. Right, and it does, and you learn. I mean, there's tons of people that talk about being able to learn about how to communicate with each other. It's not my forte, but I'm learning it with my daughter, right? But she sees dad as this stable structure that she gets to be this beautiful thing and create upon, right? And if that's crying or being crazy or being loud or being whatever wild thing she chooses to be that day, it's okay to be that in the presence of this. And I view that stable structure, or whoever plays the role in that stable structure, is the is the highest level authority to communicating the subconscious mind. So I have a question on this. This is interesting to me. So you are obviously like everything about you just comes across as very like stable and very masculine. But the cool thing is that doesn't translate to like being like inaccessible. Like you show Sloan when you're not feeling a certain way. And I think and, and so then that is not a traditional maybe I'm over generalizing that's not a traditional masculine trait when you think of it like the way our parents 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 it was yeah. like don't show feeling yeah you are very much showing her all of your emotions and that you're able to still do that control them exactly you, like you feel the i teach her all the time feel, feel your feelings but we're not saying so she she gets that message all the freaking time i want you to feel everything that you need to feel all of it but we aren't talking about control yeah and that's, perfect. that's that's cool yeah I mean, there, there's been a time I was literally sitting on the couch crying. Like her and I were going at it. I couldn't. I was losing it. My stress was yes. through the roof. I wasn't parenting the way I want to parent. Like everything was just never happened to anybody. Yeah, no, no, never happened to anybody. <laughs> and the perfectionist in me is like breaking down. So like, this is what I want to. So I just put my hands and like I was like this, and I started crying. Yeah. And she sits beside me. Changes immediately. She changes all of her emotions immediately. And she's like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, I feel like I'm failing you as a father. Because that's how I felt. Why would I hide how I'm feeling from her? That's not going to do anything. And then what you just did not accomplish in 20 minutes of yelling, you just accomplished. Yeah, it just accomplished. And she sits there and she puts her arm around my shoulder and she's like, No, Dad, you're doing a great job. And I'm like, I mean, like, now I'm going to start crying, right? So I start crying. I'm like, Yes. But, you know, I want to be as raw with her as possible. But then she saw me work. The emotions. It's okay. You know, we're allowed to have them and you should have them. And you should share that you have them yes. because it's like you're it's like you're telling your kid, like this is a crappy example, but it's like you think of like I love you, I love you when you're cute and you're put together and you're polished. When you're in your pajamas, your hair's messing all up. You would never say that because yeah. you love them in both. However, we're doing it every day with our emotions. Yeah. Every freaking day. Yeah. And like I saw it with Shekinah and I was very interesting with Shekinah because she's not biological to my daughter. So like, I know when we're talking about this when she was younger all the time, like, this is how I knew that they were my family. And this is a whole spiritual component, like, way, way beyond the scope of this podcast. But it's like, 
there were times when I was 22 and single and going to the gym, and a month later I had a kid. Um, by anybody, so and a four-year-old kid, right? So there were days where I'm like, wow, I was really dealt with some very interesting things that I had to immediately feel the feels and decide. I don't care. That is not. That is not happening. Like, that's not how we are going to do this. Yep. And you have to just make a decision. You know, and it's it's again in control of your emotions, which I'm not a Navy SEAL. I don't know any Navy SEALs, but I would imagine that's what they're taught. Like, look, if someone were to come into my home, I don't get the opportunity to feel scared. I have to act right away. The masculine needs to shut the fucking emotions off and put a bullet through it. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's what you have to do. Yeah. Then I can go back and feel the emotions. So there are times when you teach your kid that too. Right? Like, there, there are times you just gotta handle shit. You know, and that's okay. Like, whatever that situation is, whatever's happening on the playground, like, you know, Letting kids work things out on their own. Like, some kids just slung yeah, the park exactly. the other day. And I'm like, well, baby girl, there's a few things we need to look at here. One, he's allowed to shush you. Because we live in America and you can shush people. Why did it offend you that he shushed you? Why did it bother you? You know, well, because I was very polite and I said all these things. I'm like, okay, you did the right thing. Your job is to always do the right thing and let other people do whatever they need to do. Exactly. You know? Then she was like, no, okay. You know, kind of went about her now. And then came back again. He shushed her again. I'm like, okay. But girl, what are you going to do about it at this point? You have to figure it out. How many she's cuddling up with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, well, now it's time for you to go figure it out. Like, figure out how to communicate with this person and why they're doing that. But you don't stop doing the right thing. You know? And, and handle it. And uh, you said something. Oh, man, there was something you said that I was like, oh, I wanted to, to break off. I can't remember what it was. So we can talk about something. No, I, I like... What you're talking about is very like, and she's in Wal- a Walter school, like um, Gabe's daycare is like kind of Montessori Waldorf, like yeah. composite. And it's interesting, like they teach you in the in those curriculums, like if you don't want to share, they don't want to share. Yeah. And I find it fascinating because in one level we are communal creatures, and I also think what we talked about earlier, like where are we uh, inhibiting our children? And like, do we have it figured out? Like, are we really great co-creators? Right. <laughs> so like, maybe I shouldn't juxtapose what I got going on in my like limited framework over my kid, but then you get the mom looking at you. And it's so interesting, like when my and so bad saying this, but when my kid is the one being like picked on, like I don't I want the mom to jump in because I I want to see what he does. Yep. And I want to show him that like but in a lot of cases it's just happened to people the other mom jumped in so Yeah. But it's like when your kid is the one hurting someone or the aggressor. Yeah. Then it's like, wait, okay, now we correct later. Yeah, yeah. You have to sell. I mean, you, you do. You're like, look, I understand you got frustrated. The answer's not hitting somebody, which brings up why you don't hit your kids. And, you know, I, I, and I had told you before this, I hit slime. I stopped. Like, I didn't. I didn't. But, you know, I mean, I stopped there. You know, and. It was, yeah, right. Like, the first, you know, year and a half or two years, I had done that. And then I realized, like, whoa, well, what if she hits me? I'm not going to be okay with so then how can I be okay hitting her and then send the message dad's allowed to hit you when you do something wrong but if I do something wrong you can't hit me and the boy that's really fucking confusing and then violence is the answer so when you get to the playground someone does something you don't like you're going to punch him in the fucking face and I'm going to get mad at you and the police are going to get that doesn't work like what, the message you just sent to the subconscious do not work so I'm like it's got to go it's isn't that amazing right and, and Jim Carrey said something on a commencement speech about like the fact that we all like just what you just went through in that diatribe of five seconds was the, the like gauntlet of human emotion that you would feel. Like we are not emotional teaspoons to reference right here. We yeah, have yeah. so much going on. And you got more than one feeling at a time. Each one that all the time too. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that 
there are how many of us now? What's like eight million? Like what's the running? What's the running point? A lot. There's a lot of us. Like Jim Carrey said, like we actually pretty damn good. Consider how much. But everyone has their different emotions that they're feeling. They have different upbringings around those things. So it's like it's kind of a nice friggin' that. Yeah. And and to think that we can yet, and this is why I love the energy component, why that's so fascinating to me as a human being. Yet, despite all of that, you put these kids in a room. Like when I go pick up Gabriel, I do not let him see me for two, three minutes. I just watch him. Yeah. And they are in the most synchronistic, co-created, beautiful, quiet space. And it's like we are emotional beings. We are meant to co-create. So yeah. despite all those differences, all the crap that like these little bodies have dumped on them. They're still people who arrive. And they all want to get along together. Yeah. And when they don't get along together, it usually is a belief system that a parent is in. But this is why I love this yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. So, for instance, the mom that jumped in. Well, the mom that jumped in for their child just sent a message that mom's only going to be here to protect you and always come back to mom. Well, mom's going to die someday. So you're eventually not going to be able to do that in life. Like, those little things imprint on the subconscious at that age, and so you have to pay attention. It's the same with the child falling and how you react and all these things. Like, you, look, it's okay to co-regulate. That's an okay thing to do. But you need to learn how to regulate your own stuff. And so if you fall and scrape your knee, regulate it. Like, teaching her how to regulate her own emotions, her own pain response, how she does things, controlling it all in her mind. These are... All of these little things matter to the subconscious mind. And we wonder why we don't order our kids from the summit. And get cut in the floor. You know, it's just like, I mean, it was absurd. And I it, I remember if I was that age, and my mom would have told me to cut the sub into four, and she ordered it for me, I would have then ordered any other sub because she ordered it for me. Yeah. And then I would have then, like, dumped something cut it. I mean, the whole goddamn sub, like, yes. Yeah, yeah, you feel like, yeah, 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 just because I'm like, yeah, just out of spite, which has its own issues, I understand. But, like, I mean, that's to me how a male 14-year-old should be. You should be rebellious, you should be angry, you should be trying to figure it out. Mom, I don't want you to tell me how to do it. I'm going to be a man, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to. Like, I have a nephew who's an incredible, incredible kid, and, and he's very respectful, but they, they, I love when I see those moments, and I'm like, good, he's a man. Yeah. Or, like, even my son, like, there's a, in the Hawaiian culture, there's this little leprechaun, uh, like, mythical creature called the Menehune. Oh, yeah. And they're, like, small. They're basically the size of my size, but they're adults. <laughs> and they're, like, big creeps. That's really cool. So we call him the little Menehune. He, like, runs around, and he gets that energy. And, like, I, I've heard or I've seen people, like, trying to quell that. I'm like, no, it's like, Country was built, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, thank God someone. I worry, really worry about that. You know, because my again, I think as a father, to something else you mentioned in there when it was like the child is, you know, our schools encourage the child to share their emotions or feel their emotions. Well, if they don't want to feel or share their emotions, that's perfectly fine. But maybe it's the communication style of why they don't want to share them. Right. Maybe you ask them in a different manner, like, hey, why don't you teach me how you're handling that? Why don't you teach me how you're doing that? Why don't you teach me how you're doing that? And then when they start to teach you, they realize they have value. And now they have tools. And so that you've just taken something they were shy about and gave it value. That's a real educator. Like, That's a real educator. But they're so, so squished in their own, like, uh, KPIs and stuff in the school system. That is pretty cool. My mom graduated. She retired. She matriculated at sixty. Um, she graduated from being. <laughs> she retired from being a teacher, and it's like well, she, she did. Yeah, she, she made it. Yeah. Um, and 
But she was a true educator at heart. And I met hundreds. And they are out there. God bless you. I've, I have a teacher friend that lives right now. She's just incredible. Mr. Feeney. Boy Meets World. Yes, yes. Boy Meets World. Oh, my God. Zero <laughs> <laughs> right now is watching Gullah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like the best. I love that. Yeah. So good. So can you please explain to our audience what you do for work? Okay. And then integrate that to your connection to, like, you say that you speak to her subconscious. You have a uh, responsibility to guide the subconscious. I'd love you to connect those two things, but I think that's going to be like, oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep it as 30,000 foot view as I can and not try and go too crazy with it. But your brain and I'm a chiropractor. Uh, I don't do the popping and cracking. I do things very, very different than everybody else does. I actually work with the vibration of the spinal cord. So, why I think that's important is we have found through, if you guys are interested, you can look up Alf Briggs. He found adverse chemical cord tension, right? It, it changes the vibrational frequency of the spinal cord. In essence, your spinal cord is a better identifier of who you are than your finger. That's crazy. By the way, it vibrates. Yeah, specific yeah. vibration. It's a specific vibration. So that vibration, we can actually get trains off people over here on a particular basis. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. So, which actually cool because Silva, I don't know if you ever heard of Silva, but he talked about how if you, with your partner, you should actually sleep in a twin-sized bed back. Oh, before he knew about any of this. That's so right? And so it's like, oh, of course he, you know. So that is how it works. And so it's funny because Sloan and I, we sleep in the same bed together, and, you know, usually I'll fall asleep and she'll be here. We always end up back to back. We do too. Is that weird? Yeah, but to me, it's not because it's the closest part of your vibrational spinal cord. Why do you have a train on Maybe that's a. Maybe that's a That's an innate. Yeah, it is. An innate emotional regulator. Whatever it is, right? A connection device. It's fascinating. So. This spinal cord vibrates, and when you deal with any type of stress, thoughts, traumas, toxins, whatever it is, or it doesn't matter what the stress is, that spinal cord gets pulled. And when it gets pulled, head of hair tie, whatever, when it gets pulled, it puts tension on the brain, puts tension on the spine, and puts you in a fight or flight, which is an emotional response we all want to be. That emotional response can go in a myriad of different directions. It can shut our entire frontal lobe off, make us function in our lower brain. Um, the brainstem, which its job is to fight, feed, and fuck, like we were talking about before. Look at society. Like, we're sold sex, we're sold fighting, and we're sold food on every corner. Yeah. Okay? Because that's where everybody lives in this brain. This is why people have a hard time creating. Yeah. So the, there's so much tension. You have more emotional tissue in your spine than anywhere else in your body. So if it's twisted and tortured, emotional system's a disaster. Not to mention the fact that your spine controls 7 trillion cells. Right. And it's that vibration to all those cells is... You're going to feel, right? And even if you're going to attract and suck all that in like a vortex because the universe, like, attracts like. It's that simple. You know, there's no way around it. So all of that's coming in and you feel the weight of the world. So when I start adjusting you in a certain way and we open up that spinal cord, we allow your divinity to shine. We allow the spine to open up. So cool. Brain. I love it, right? I'm like, I'm just so happy right now to know that someone's made that connection. Yeah. And you even take a step further to the subconscious. Exactly. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's it, amazing. To me, it's the highest level of physical healing. Physical healing, because again, there's yeah. you know, all the other aspects. But so for me, then I started asking myself, okay, well, what's creating everything in the body? So I wanted to know the underlying currents that did everything. 
And so I spent basically 10 years studying consciousness and how it works and came to the determination that what we call the subconscious minds, because whether there is one or not, it doesn't matter. There's something that's being imprinted upon. It has to, it has to have a highway to act out its operating system. That highway is the brain and the spinal cord to all the trillion cells, and the trillion cells send information back and go back. And so, whatever, it's very much like the matrix. Whatever you put in this subconscious, you can just pipe in, you know, jujitsu, and Neo can do jujitsu. Like, it, it, it's literally that fast yeah. if you can operate it in that depth. Which is why you see people. You might not be there because you might not get that level of vibration, but at least you're aware of it, so that's good. Yeah. That's why you see people and they like, create these things like nothing. Great, manifest anything. And you do it all the time. You just don't do it. With things that you really want. <laughs> because, which we can talk about because you have too much of an emotional attachment to it and you're actually pushing it away because you don't believe you deserve it. Exactly. And so that's why affirmations don't work and whatever. We can talk this. about all this. this. this so I was like, okay, if I clear this system and I allow this to vibrate at its divine frequency, like we were talking about before, I kind of think of it like a pharaoh's, you know, staff is awesome. here and links all the way down. It's this big golden light that goes up and out to the, the system. And if it's doing that and it has no interference whatsoever, now consciousness can enter, right? Pure consciousness that is unadulterated and isn't being filtered. Oh, when that right. happens, you have direct access to the subconscious yes. and you can start to imprint upon it. You can write the code. You can write the code. You can put the jujitsu. Yeah, you can put the Yeah, whatever you want. You can put it in there and then it gets imprinted on all the cells. And so this is why I'm so big on imprinting on my daughter, the important things and the values and the things that I want. And this is when affirmations and declarations actually matter because the subconscious is taking it as truth. So, like, what you because mentioned, she's young and she's young, young, doesn't know that this is a frame of reference, there's no limitations. This is her foundation it's for it. her to build yep. the rest of her life. The rest of her life. And so, again, like you mentioned, you actually are born a 10 person, and you're taught to be a level 4 person, right? So, I don't, I'm trying very hard not to teach her to be a level 4 person. So, I'm implementing all of these things that are literally limitless behaviors yeah, onto exactly. a limitless being, which we're That's finding right. out now is a real thing through neurology. Right. And... It, she then gets to expand on those. And so I'm doing it through this this channel of not having that roadblock. And then not to mention that roadblock can cause disease and sickness and whatever. I mean, of course, it, all, all of these other things that it can do. But for me, I want her. And again, if that is open, your adaptability, or what I would call your survival value, is through the roof. Yeah. And that's what we want more of. And that also fuels the thriving. Like, we are meant to be alive. You think that means you have to have, like, a golden spoon and all this stuff? No, you're human. You would find a way in 10 minutes to be dissatisfied with that and want something else. This yeah. is not about the things. It is yeah. about achieving and striving and growing and changing. And what used to make, give you purpose now doesn't. So you're refocusing. That is all part of this journey. And, and that's, you know, so to take that a step further, if you have all this tension on that spinal cord, your vibration is low. We know that the... Energy that we put behind anything and the intention is what creates everything. It's, it's real. So if you have that, you're putting the intention of survival and fear behind it. So if you're creating a business, what could that needs, possibly? Yeah. Right. If you're, that possibly exactly. Create a business because it needs to make you money. Well, it's going to have scarcity behind it. So it's not going to create you money, right? Now, if I open this system up, we take the tension off the spinal cord. If you start to function the right way and move into a thriving standpoint, and you create a business or something from an energetic standpoint of thriving, well, what, these are two very different things. Yes. Right? And so this is amazing. giving this her that opportunity, right, and then imprinting upon her all 
that she is like this. That she, yeah, she controls her. Literally everything. Amazing. I mean, all I go through all of these affirmations with her. Some I've come up with on my own. Some I've gotten from like bullying all of these other people that are like the OGs of all that stuff. (laughs) They did plenty of research to make sure that it's right, you know. And even just to touch on this real quick for people with affirmations, I think it's valuable. Is if you tell yourself, I am wealthy, and you're not wealthy, or you don't feel like like you're wealthy, or nobody in your family's wealthy, you're actually pushing it in consciousness further away because you're like, I can't be that. So the way I argue. And you can you can just say it like I'm understanding as you say it and you can feel it yeah. in your stomach like it is already resistant. Resistance. Sorry. So so for me it was like all right how do I decrease the resistance? That exactly. what you don't have a resistance to is the word love. You have no resistance no. to love. You can say love all day. Yeah. Okay. So then before you go to bed and before you wake up, you are teetering on the subconscious mind. So you have this thing called the we have this thing called the conscious mind and we have this thing called the subconscious. My world, the conscious mind is the guardian of the game. So it's actually very beautiful to have a conscious mind because you don't get sold snake oil. Yeah. Right? You, <laughs> it, it filters out all the shit that it doesn't want to go here because that's a bad operating system. Right? So thank God you have a conscious mind. Zero to seven, you don't have it. You're directly into the subconscious. It's a sponge. You're building the foundation for the subconscious to create the conscious, to allow the conscious mind to then guard, guard the game. That is right? so important. And so... If you want to do anything, you have to break through the conscious mind as an adult. As an adult. Yeah. So how are you going to break through the conscious mind if you say, I am wealthy and you feel yeah. right? So you can break through by just saying the word wealth. Okay. Well, when does the conscious mind start to go away? Because the conscious mind is what operates all this shit all day long. The subconscious makes your heartbeat, makes you sleep, makes you do all these other things. So as you're falling asleep and as you're waking up, that's when those things are teetering back and forth and you have the most optimal time to imprint on it if you're trying to change something. So what I do is before I go to bed, is I say health, wealth, success. Love it. Over and over again, like a lullaby, like you're counting sheep until I fall asleep. Uh-huh. I fall asleep every night to health, wealth, success because I'm not dictating the level of health. I'm not dictating the wealth and I'm not dictating success. Saying I am these things, I'm just simply saying that. And when I was going through the divorce, I literally went to bed at night saying happy, 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 happy over and over again because I wasn't happy. Exactly. And so if I said I am happy, I'm going to fuck up my whole sleep. But I just, every night, happy. Because you can can resonate with that. You can feel it. You can, and then you'll picture yourself. And then, hey, now you're vibrating actually. A couple months later, all of a sudden, you're vibrating at it. You can think about it. You can say these things and you can be this and be like, damn, I actually am healthy. But you bypass the shit that is holding you from it. Because it's the I am part. Yeah. that you have all those connections yeah. to you remove it. One of my business coaches, Ryan Moran, said something the other day and I love. So Abraham Banks is a very spiritual um, uh, and I love Abraham yeah. Banks too. And evidently he followed Abraham too. So there's like nuts to me, but he was quoting something about this. And it's like, I think this is a great mirror. If you have a resistance to something that you want, you'll start to notice you have um, animosity toward others that have it. That's a really clear sign that you're you're in resistance to that thing. Like, if your neighbor has a nice car, or someone has this and this, and, and you, inside, you don't have to say it out loud, like, you know who you are. We all have it. You feel a certain way about it. Yeah. Well, good. That just showed you where you are at with that limiting belief. Yeah. Now, as Dr. Rocco said to his six-year-olds, <laughs> we get to say to ourselves as parents, to parent ourselves more than we parent our children, yeah. is because they don't need parenting. We need parenting. Yeah. They need, they just need foster environment. Yeah. Is 
Right now you can choose. You can choose. And you know, and also the best part of that is one to seven, they can say I am. Yes. Because they don't know that they're not. No, and that, and, and, and you believe it when you do it. Like, yeah. Gave an idea all yeah. Time. You know, and, and I believe it's the whole ancient Hawaiian tradition that there's the whole blessed that which you want. Yes, yes. So if you see something that makes you feel, I, I have it on the, the or had it um, on like where Mescalona was, you said blessed. Um, like if you see a, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you see a Lamborghini. And you are like, man, I want a Lamborghini. And then you resent the guy who has a Lamborghini. Well, consciousness is never going to give you something yeah, you resent. You don't want to become that. Exactly. Right? So you're going to hold it in resistance. So start blessing it. And that's a, a whole That's thing. exactly where I was going with this. Uh, and I think it works. <laughs> and it's like, when you start to see it around you, just because it's driving in front of you, you created that too. So bless that. Show gratitude to that. You are already calm. You're already calm. Just because I'm sitting in your driveway, yeah. you, but, but again, even if it was, would you be happy? The answer is no, because you haven't cleared the crap. Right. And so that, that's what it's all about is when you see it, instead of saying, oh, my neighbor has this, I'm resentful. It's, oh, man, I'm so, I'm so grateful to see that somebody who's relatively the same age as me, who relatively has the same type of start that I did in life, was able to do this. This is phenomenal. This is my green light to show yeah. that I can do yeah. this. That is such a different energy. So different. That, oh, you know, like, yeah. just blah. No, I mean, that, that, to me, that's everything. Because it's how, how, you're, how you view, how you perceive, how you do everything is how you're going to reap the reward later. You know, and it, it's the same. So I'm, how do, how do I say this? I don't like charity. I don't like giving to charity, and I don't like the word charity. Okay. I love what they're trying to do. And you love helping people. Yes. <laughs> but in the aspect of charity, you're... In essence, reaffirming. Yeah, it's a self-limiting belief. Yes, you're reaffirming that self-limiting belief, and you're reaffirming myself. So I need people. And so now, how are they ever going to get out of there? Because you've just imprinted onto their subconscious that to get what you need, you need to always be receiving charity. Right. How are they going to get out of charity if that's what their subconscious now believes? They're going to create more and more and more. That is a victim mentality that is not putting them in the power of a creator. And so that's I'm not okay with that. I'm not saying don't help people. I'm not saying don't do the right thing. But my God, don't just do it in that manner because then they see no other way because you just met their needs. And if you meet the needs, the subconscious is going to go, that was easy, let's do it again. The fastest way to get my needs met is to be a victim, be a victim, be a victim. Again, children, I believe everything. The reason there are victims in the world is because mom and dad, you created victims. End of story. Like if you create a child, if you have a child, and every time they're miserable, you show them more attention and more love. They just like misery with attention and love. You just created a <sighs> yeah. Not okay. No. <laughs> so this is why for me, this is again, this is why all this had, I felt like this had to start yeah. because I believe, I don't want to say the world's going in a different direction right now, but I'm not too sure I'm okay with the way things are going right now. And I look at it and I go, how did it get there? How does there a kid in Tennessee who thinks he's a dog that wants to shit in a thing at school? Yeah. Like, how did that happen? Just had this conversation with and I look at it and I go, because the dad didn't do something. The dad wasn't present. The dad didn't teach them something. Like, you're a woman. Be fucking proud of that. Yeah. Like, if I say to my daughter, like, hey, man, she goes, I'm not She's six and she knows she's a fucking woman and she's proud. Like, it doesn't mean you're limited. It doesn't mean you don't have as much. It doesn't mean you're less valuable. You're more valuable. Yeah. Yeah. So it has to start now. You know what's cool about this? It's like you're more than a man. And that 
you like society. Like I think there are so many people like me who need it right now because we're seeing if I don't do something, yeah. like we might, we always had the impetus within us to share a message. It just didn't feel necessary, and now it does. Yeah. Now that like there has been a very clear. Yeah. Like, it's been like eight years building in me where I'm like I don't want to. And then all of a sudden I was like. Same. Yeah. And it's funny because I had like some of my spiritual teachers and stuff, they're like telling me for the past few years, like, yo, something is about to shit quick. No. And it's like, it's going to go fast. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I'm like, do my thing. My <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and then all of a sudden with the snap business, it's like, I seriously, I get so like worked up the way you do. I'm like, but she kind of comes to me, well, let's do this. Let's make a better snap for Gabe's age kid. I'm like, awesome, baby. Very good. Love it. And then I'm thinking, I'm sure they're doing the best they can. I start to research it. I'm like, this is, this is disgusting. I am, I'm like viscerally unokay now. Yeah. And now we have to do something about it. Yeah. And now I have a choice. And yeah. my choice is to fight. Yeah, right. And then and again, it's back to choice. You have a choice. You can I'm not either... just going to sit there and be okay and keep doing the damn thing. Right. We're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to make it. And, we're and if you chose that, you know, in my world, what I teach, like, you don't get to complain anymore. You made the choice. Right. You're fine with that. This is why I make homemade beef jerky because I can't find beef jerky anywhere that I want to feed my kid. You know, and so she loves it. We make it, yeah. It's, I, I love it, and and we. So again, it comes back to what are you teaching her? Teaching her. I don't like something, which means there's an opportunity. Because if I don't like it, there's other people that don't like it. There's an opportunity. There's money. And what does money do? Money makes more opportunity. Money makes the world. Money's energy. Money's energy. It's just a form of energy. And look, I, you know, I I've had to struggle with. I've had the, I've gotten the opportunity to go to one of the awesome ones that I recently with my friend Brie, um, Aunt Brie, whatever we want to call her, was again we've shared how like I'm up against it every month right now because I'm putting a lot of money into a business that's not generating any money, and I'm in the middle of transitioning another one, which means not as much attention's going to that one, which means the revenue's not coming in like it was before. But this is growing, you know, it's this whole thing, yeah, and so I was. Yeah, I was thinking about getting my cleaning lady. <laughs> Sorry, and then you just made it, yeah. you made it real personal. I made it real personal. <laughs> we're gonna tie it. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna tie it all together because I and, and again this this is perfect. So this is gonna tie it all together. So how how do you handle it all? Why would a cleaning lady come every two weeks, right, and and help? Because my house I can't handle it. Like I I my house gets behind. When my house gets behind, yeah, I lose my stuff, right? And I, I don't want to raise my daughter in a house that gets behind. I do my absolute best, but to be present with her, run two businesses, take her to piano, do all these and things. You're a single parent. Yes, That's, no help. Yeah. Like when Taylor comes into town, she comes like once a month. Taylor, right? She comes into town. She's like, how the fuck do you do this one over here? I'm like, I'm not even sure at this point. I feel like parents are going to be so impressed and like, like you set a high bar. Well, again, that was my goal, though. When Sloan was born, I was like, okay, this is it. I had a buddy that told me. He was like, every man she dates for the rest of her life is going to be compared to you. And I was like, oh, fuck that. Let's, I'm like, let's go. Game on. That was it. I, that was like, yeah, I was like, that's it. I'm going to be a Viking. I'm like, I was walking down the avenue yesterday for the cigar and I was walking back. And I had this, like, day to day, like, this vision. And I was like, because I'm about to start teaching her. Yeah, this summer when we go home. These are Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And um, so I'm about to start teaching her how to shoot the BB gun. And I was like, I had this vision of her being like 18 and us going shooting with her boyfriend and her running through like a gauntlet. I mean, just like putting my hand around his his shoulders, and be like, if you mess with her, I don't have to kill you. She'll fucking kill 
And so, but so that was like a way that I could self care. And I started feeling guilty about it. First world problems, like, you know, all of these things, it all started coming in. And it was like, it does. It's meant to be felt and released. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh my God, I got to get rid of the cleaning lady. I don't know what I'm going to do because I don't know. I can keep up for like four or five days and then it piles up and then I'm going to lose my my train of thought and then I'm going to create all these things. But it came to what you said earlier. How do I do both? How do I do both? So, so I call Bree. I'm like, Bree, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm, 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 I'm like struggling. Bree right saying yeah, 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 yeah. At least it's even. And she's like, listen, your wealth is creating wealth. It's creating jobs. How is she going to feed her family if she's not cleaning your house? How is she going to do this if she's not doing that? Like, all, and I was like, oh, my God, that's the mind shift, the perspective I needed shifted, right? Like, it's not too much. It's not whatever. And then I started telling myself out of nowhere, I was like, I get to outburn my situation, yeah. not decrease my exactly. I get to outburn my small. You know? Make a bigger pie. That's it. That's it. Just, it. And that's the thing. We're also like, if you're uncomfortable with this place and you're like, I need to start pinching, I need to do this, like, I really encourage you to just take a minute and sit with that. Yeah. Do you, are you that, is that the limit of you? Or is there a way you can stretch your capacity? Yeah. Because I'm a big thing of the capacity principle. Like, take a balloon for the first time and you blow it up. It gets to whatever the you know the diameter circumference, yeah. and you release it. Guess what happens the next time you blow it up? Instantly, you'll get thirty percent more capacity. Yeah, yeah. Because it's muscle memory. Outburn your situation, become a bigger person. Like your problems on the way, you just become more adaptable. Parenthood, entrepreneurialism, teaching to me, and there's more. Right? I think being a physician, if you if you're mindful about it, um, and I know everyone's trying to do the best they can. So I'm very very clear sure. on it. But if you're like you know, in alignment with your true goal and not just doing it. You said that I believe I want to make money, so I'm going to do this. Yeah, not that, yeah. but the you know the ones that are in service. This is a, it's so cool to me because it's very spiritual calling. Like whether you're religious or not, yeah. we are all really on the same path. If you parent right, it's the most spiritual experience ever. We had a doctor on the other day. You can have dogs, you don't learn as much about yourself. Yeah. Well, I and mean, then we talked about before, and like you have this little thing that's this big off the ground. Mirroring back all of your limitations and stuff, like all of your beliefs, and just right. There. And we have, yeah. And what are you going to do? Like, are you going to are you going to change, or are you just going to let it happen? You know, I read a quote the other day. I think I read it or heard it or whatever, and it was, um, oh my god, what was it? It was two. I'm not huge on quotes because, like, I don't like you know that. But I think motivation is very important. Um, people right now are going through an argument. The motivation is not real. Well, hold on a second. The motivation is going to give you the energy to have the momentum to make it a purpose, and that's perfectly fine. It's totally like, it's, it's a very real thing. But one of the quotes was, um, "Hell is when who you could have been met meets who you are." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god!" And then the other one was, "Yeah, that's big." Look at yourself in the mirror and analyze yourself. And would you be proud if your daughter brought you home? Wow. And then it was like, if not, see, as a dad, I can see that. Oh my god! I was like, and I am like, I, I was able to do that and look at myself and be like, yeah, I'm good with it, you know. But damn, it doesn't mean I don't want to be more because yeah. now, because then in my head, I'm like, well, hold on, that's not enough. Let's do more, you know. And so this is where that cycle goes, which is the overwhelm, the perfectionist, and then the like. How you handle it and put it all together. And the divine feminine would have that same. And then we're going to wrap. But the divine yeah. feminine would say, look in the mirror and tell you, this is what I do with Shekinah all the time. Um, she had a very different start to it in her life. Yeah. I said, let's look in the mirror and let's look in your eyes until you see your inner child. Mm-hmm. If you could see the way you look at Gabriel about yourself, how would that make you feel? Yeah. 
And that does the opposite of what you're, and, and that, but that's the feminine and the masculine, striving, structure, and you need both. And then also let's be very happy with who we are and let's love our goal. One, this is why I pay somebody to do that part for me. Yeah. Or not for me, that's not the right way to say it. I pay somebody to, to, set, that to set the environment for the feminine part so that I can access it also. Because it's very easy for me to drop. And you know, there was a period of time, again, met real quick, we can wrap. I felt for about eight years of my life, or more, actually probably from the time I was younger playing basketball, from when I speared a kid on the court because he pushed me. You speared him? Yeah, right. The, yeah, he pushed me up against like the wall, and then I ran down to the other. He was a big fan. What did you spirit with? My shoulder. Oh, okay. Like, I, I ran down to the other end of the court. Yeah. We're, we're in like eighth grade, and, and he came tumbling down after he just slammed me into the wall. And I sprinted from because I didn't play. I sprinted from midcourt all the way out. Just, just, to, get just to get the momentum spirit right. So, so oh, I was a four. I thought that's what I had nothing to spirit. Yeah, well, I, just, I literally like Goldberg, you know, from like WWF, right in the middle. That was the last game I played. But from basically, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was all jacked up. And they were like, time for football. I'm like, okay, but. I was basically told that I'm too masculine, I'm too much in the dim it down. So I did. And then I was trying to search for the longest time while I was with my ex wife, my the feminine. I was trying to search on how I can become more feminine. And it, it didn't feel good. I fucking hated it. And I was like, this sucks. Then I, she left and I met my life coach, she's amazing, Heather. And coaches, man. Do the best. Get you one. <laughs> and instead of focusing on me becoming more feminine, She's like, let's knock the dust off and you become more of the man that you're supposed to be. And I'm like, oh, God, that feels good. Let's do way more of that. Because the other one's service of what I'm not. Yes. It's the same thing about the wolf thing. It makes you feel icky because it doesn't, it's not, it's not in resonance with who you are right now. Yeah. And, and, and you'll find it. Once you are that man, like, boom, what happened? All of a sudden, the feminine drops in and I'm able right. to be around and be present. Because you're not supposed to be both. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, amazing. it was fascinating. So. Dr. Rocco. Awesome. Tell our people where they can find you, where they can follow this sad time, yeah. where they can show their love. Okay. Every social media platform is it's dad time underscore. And a website will be coming soon. will be it's dad time.com. Not there yet, but um, that's where they can find me. It'd be great. Reach out to me. Send me direct messages. Uh, I, my assistant will tell me I'll respond to it. Again, for a full problem. Listen, my assistant's unfreaking believable. I would not be wearing that without her. So I will get rid of all cleaning services before that lady goes anywhere. She's with me for the long haul. My assistant's badass too. She feeds my kids. She cleans my house. She puts on my clothes. Yeah. Yeah. You're implementing the owner's model. Yeah. She. Again. I mean. I. If when I talk to students or I talk to anybody, the first thing I tell everybody is. Find an assistant that resonates with you and hire them as fast as possible. 100%. I didn't do it until four months ago. Yeah. My, life, my life has changed so much in those four months that I wouldn't be here right now without it. Like I, and so, like, it's funny because, like, you think about the future and I'm like, all right, where is she going to have a division of dad time that she runs? Like, because it's, it's, it's awesome. yeah, I mean, so if you are, have a business, forget about hiring. Anyone else find an assistant that can help you? Oh my god! Yeah, it's about it's changed my life. And, that, and that's what they teach you, right? You need to be an owner. You're not supposed to be everything. It's yeah. The same thing as a parent. Like, oh, and guys, that is why I made this channel. It is literally why I'm here because I want to connect. I want you to say, oh, that Dr. Rocco guy. I love how he was like super masculine, but he also had like us. I love the way he set a vision for his daughter. Like, that's your guy. Go follow him. 
or the people that love the, the hypnotherapist guy that put me under the hypnotherapy. That was totally amazing. They're just tools for you to plug into. You don't need to have all the answers. Can always go with, that's it. Can always go with your resume. Don't force it. Like, there's people on the line that I'm like, that's not the person I'd want to hire as a coach. And they make a lot of money. And then there's people on the line like, that's the person I'd want to hire as a coach. And they make a lot of money. So it, it's, it, it has to be who you want to work with. But definitely send me messages. Podcast is also up. It's it's dad time. I don't release them every week. It's every other week, and I do a Friday focus every other week. Um, if you want topics talked about, please message me because I can riff about anything. I would love it. That makes my life so much easier. Yeah, this was amazing. You're amazing. See you riffing off of everything. <laughs> this is my longest podcast to date, so congratulations. No, we spoke for like two hours before we went from like no prep time to like I don't even know each other's lives. Um, no, but this was amazing. We'll probably have you back on because I love your voice and I love hearing from dads. I love the co-parenting. I love how just yeah, cool you are. Next time. Thank you. Yeah, and I want to. I like it's very co-creative in this in this in my vibe. So I actually like to have somebody on the first time and then our communities uh, right about asking questions. Yeah, so we'll let them do that. Yeah, ask um, questions. And then we'll, we'll have Dr. Rocco back on. So uh, I'm going to like try to do my hair next time so like I'm not out of time. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll, I'll get the side shave that I actually shaved. I was driving here and I was like, I had slow last night. So I was driving here and I was like, shit, I forgot to say it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Parents, thank you guys for being here. Um, I super appreciate it. Hope you guys are having fun on this journey. I'm having a blast. Anything you guys want to learn, that's what we're here for. Let me know. I'll find amazing people like Dr. Rocco to bring it to you. Please bless the subscribe button down below. Get us into more homes and more parents like us. And until the next perfect time, you guys, stay beautiful, stay inspired.